0: This is episode 64 of Extraordinary Women Radio. Welcome to Extraordinary Women Radio. I am your host, Kami Gilner. Women are being called to lead with voice, vitality, and vigor. Each week, join me for wisdom-filled interviews with extraordinary women living out loud and making a difference in our world. Their stories will uplift, inspire, and spark your own purpose-driven journey. Hello, my Extraordinary Women friends. I have a huge passion for women uplifting women, for connecting great women to great women, for women coming together in collaboration. And I'm really excited about an event on the evening of Monday, August 6th, called Raise Up Women Colorado that I'm co-hosting with the women of Denver, the dames, and women, that's women of mergers and acquisitions. It's a powerhouse room full of women. It's a collaborative effort at which we're all banding together with the Women's Foundation of Colorado to talk about the current state of women in Colorado and all the good work that the Women's Foundation is doing to change that current state, to uplift, to raise up the current state of women in Colorado in community, in philanthropy, and in impact. If you'd like to join us for this free event, I invite you to jump out to my Kami Gellner Coaching Facebook page and you'll find Raise Up Women Colorado listed under my events with all the details and a link to register. We'd love to have you there. You know, I sit on the board of the trustees of the Women's Foundation of Colorado. And this is certainly one of my passion projects. I am proud of this organization. It's making an impact in our state and it's being recognized literally across the nation for the good work that we're doing to help women rise so that our state thrives. And I'm also honored to partner with the Colorado Women's Hall of Fame. That the Colorado Women's Hall of Fame is committed to telling the stories of extraordinary women in our state's history. And Let me tell you, we have some extraordinary women in our state's history. Lucky me, I get to tell these stories, and I get to share them with you here on Extraordinary Women Radio. Today, I'm bringing you a a Colorado Women's Hall of Fame inductee, Dr. Penny Hamilton. Penny Hamilton has been a general aviation pilot for 23 years, marking her as one of a select group of women in her field. Dr. Hamilton has worked for decades to encourage women to choose aviation as a career and break down the barriers that keep women from taking to the skies. Dr. Hamilton co-holds with her husband a world aviation speed record set on October 22, 1991. So she likes to go fast. In 1994, the FAA named a new holding intersection west of Corona Pass in Colorado at an altitude of 15,500 feet above sea level after Penny as part of the US aeronautical system. In addition to the Colorado Women's Hall of Fame, Penny has been inducted into the Colorado Aviation Hall of Fame, and she was honored the Amelia Earhart International Forest of Friendship Award. Penny is the director of the Teaching Women to Fly research project, which is dedicated to bringing more women into aviation. For more than 25 years, Dr. Hamilton has been teaching preschoolers and elementary children about the history of women in aviation with a program called Penny the Pilot. For this contribution, the FAA bestowed on Dr. Hamilton its Champion of Aviation Education Award and ABC TV in Denver recognized her with its Everyday Hero Award. I'm honored to introduce you to Dr. Penny Hamilton, also lovingly known to many as Penny the Pilot. Well, welcome to Extraordinary Women Radio, Dr. Hamilton. Oh, Kimmy, thanks
1: for having me. We so appreciate it from the Colorado Women's Hall of Fame. Our mission is to inspire women.
0: Oh, I know. I know. It's, 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 we're such a good partnership together. It's been so much fun to tell so many of the Colorado Women Hall of Fame stories. It's been, it's just been a blast. I've, I've really been Aren't honored. Aren't they to awesome? That they're, yes. They're so awesome. They really are. Okay. And what an honor for you to get inducted into the Hall of Fame.
1: It was so big because the women you're working with are such superstars, and then the women who built Colorado and broke all these barriers are what you are now benefiting from. So, yes, it is an excellent organization, the Colorado Women's Hall of Fame.
0: Right, and we have such a rich history of women doing amazing things in our state, don't we?
1: Yes, we do, and I would encourage teachers as well as uh, young leaders to get on our website because we have a number of videos that are available and they're all approved through, through the education division for classroom work. And then also we have events throughout the year and we have speakers bureaus. I mean, we are a very dynamic and statewide group
0: yeah it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy being, I enjoy being a part of it. So I want to get into your story, Penny, and I'd love for you to tell us the story of how you became a pilot.
1: Well, you know that's very interesting, because when people hear that we have a world aviation record, they think we are some kind of Amelia Earhart or Emily Warner, and I got to become a pilot. For business and professional reasons, my mm-hmm. husband was already a pilot. Mm-hmm. He was working with a number of aviation groups. I had already achieved academic success with PhDs and postdoctoral work, and you know business success and being president of organizations. And finally, at the big four, I said, you know. I'm going to be a pilot. And my husband looked at me because I had already done the radio work. I had always done the navigation work when we flew. And he's like, well, all right. So I am more of a late to aviation pilot. In other words, it wasn't a dream since I was age seven. Mm -hmm. I am very risk adverse. Mm -hmm. I used to sit on the runway before I would take off and be bawling. And I would just (laughs) finally push through it because I was afraid, you know, you can get seriously hurt or hurt other people, which was more important to me. Right. And right. So here I am. And it took me longer than it probably took people with a greater desire because I was basically, you know, doing this to because this is what I said I was going to do. And as I was doing it, I'm like, why did I do this? And so i push through it. And then once I lift off, you have this exhilaration, not only because you lift it off, but because you're flying above your, it's such a solitary feeling. And yet you feel it one with the universe. And until someone does that, they, they can't experience the inner joy that you feel. First of all, achieving the goal. Right. And secondly, the connection. Even Amelia Earhart wrote about the spiritual aspect of I flying. Love that.
0: I heard When I listened to one of your interviews this weekend and you talked about the spiritual connection of flying, I was like, tell us more about that.
1: Well, what is wonderful about the world of uh, computers and virtual reality Mm -hmm. is now we have virtual reality programs that, and we're going to get one for our Emily Warner Field Aviation Museum next year, you know, they're only like $2,000 and $1,500, but you can be in the cockpit, I mean, you really believe, you feel that, and what a way to excite Young people mm-hmm. into experiencing aviation because you have to be very dedicated. You have to, you know, work hard. It's not easy to become a pilot or an air controller or an aircraft mechanic. But if you experience that and have the passion, mm-hmm. and so I am definitely having fundraising all this summer at our aviation museum. Uh, saying we want to buy virtual reality. You can also do that on a flight simulator, mm-hmm. and we have two of those now from the Fantasy of Flight Foundation at the Granby Airport. So our uh, robotics clubs, our Boy Scouts uh, getting their badges use those flight simulators. Now, those are usually one-dimensional, but the virtual reality is something I really want people to try because, because it can they motivate a, them. they get
0: a sense of what it
1: feels like. Yes. In fact, w- you know, you could even, you know, fly with the Blue Angels. I mean, these virtual reality programs that they have are everything from, you know, be a fighter pilot for a day uh, to what it's like to fly an airplane. Right. And so that's the, you know, we'll start out with that one because our whole goal is STEMs science, technology, engineering, and math, although I say it's STEAM because I always add art into it. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> because it is a creative process. It is. So it, you even in aviation art.
0: Yeah, you can't have ahead. the science or the technology innovation without the art associated with it. I so agree. Yeah, the
1: that. creativity.
0: Yeah. So yeah. let's go back to you flying. Let's, let's, um, So you had this fear sitting on the runway. How did you break through that fear? Because I mean, what that analogy is that was so, is so beautiful for me. And, And we can apply that to our life, right? We're sitting on the runway of our, of starting our businesses or of, you know, taking that next leap to what's, what's next in our life. How did you break through that fear? Um to well, get that the first
1: thing is my husband the I have this saying, and it's comes from uh, psychology because I have a strong background in education and psychology, and it's the me I see is the me i'll be mm-hmm. and so if you have a goal, if you want to start a business, you need to stage a photo of you at a counter with a cash register. Uh, so that you constantly see that. If you want to be a pilot, you need to go to the airport, get yourself in a cockpit, and have a picture of you as a pilot. Well, my husband is so brilliant. He started out, before I announced that I was going to be a pilot, with different presents. For instance, he would give me aviator sunglasses for uh, Christmas. You know, well, wow, that's like being a prop head. Woo! You know, these... (laughs) you know, sunglasses, (laughs) and then he gave me a leather jacket for uh, my birthday, and he gave me, you know, a knee uh, board, which is how pilots, you know, write down before we had a lot of in-copy computers Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. You know, so he, he gave me, he had me transform myself into seeing myself as a pilot. He never said a word about it. But in retrospect, I can see what he was doing because he saw that as he got older, he would like a second pilot in the cockpit with him. Secondly, it would bring down our insurance because, of course, insurance companies like that. And also, he wanted to make sure that I experienced the love of flying because Mm -hmm. I went with him all the time. I did all these things. But it was like, okay, I'll dust the cockpit here while we're moving and, you know, I'll do the radio calls. So the me I see is the me I'll be. So if you that. are sitting on the runway of life and you're crying, you can look up at your focus, whatever it is, writing a book, right? You know, go ahead and put the picture of the book. It's probably not I did the that when and... I
0: wrote my book. <laughs> I totally yes. did that. It's, I so believe in it. Yes. Okay. So it's visualization. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and then that spiritual piece. So that experience of getting up in the air and you're yeah. flying, you're in flight
1: alone,
0: alone. and you're in charge In control. Yeah. So yeah. what is that? What's the energy of that?
1: For you. Well, there's two energies. The one is the positive, because I am a control freak, as I sense you are. <laughs> and so, you know, we're very linear. And the nice thing about flying is you have checklists. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you turn on this, you turn on that. Because if you forget one, you, you know, you have a check, literal checklist. Right, exactly. You know, a lot of people who aren't aviators, when they get in the cockpit with someone, and then they're going down this checklist, they're like, oh! Ah! Don't you know how to do this? <laughs> you know, and yet a checklist was born in aviation mm-hmm. because you need a system, and so uh, discipline in any area. You know, if you're going to start a business or you're going to write a book, you have to have a plan. It's a flight plan, the flight right. plan of life, right? And that's what aviation gave me is the confidence. To pursue, if I could push through the fear mm-hmm. of flying alone now mm-hmm. it wasn't I had no fear of flying with my husband, with my flight instructor in these smaller planes where you actually see things like trees <laughs> and fences right. uh, as opposed to an airliner, which of course all of us have experienced the wonderful view from thirty thousand feet uh, which is. Somewhat surreal, but general aviation is how everyone has to start out because you work your way up through your tickets. So, does that help answer the question? It does. If it's,
0: it's you're, you're connecting into, you're you're connecting into this pathway of, of of lifting up, you know, of moving into that that passion of what you whatever that desire is. And so I think I, yeah, I what totally the see.
1: goal was, yeah, whatever your yeah. goal was. And, you know, over time with me, it became so passionate that I immediately wanted to transform that passion into sharing it with young children, like right. planting seeds. right? Because and my background at first,
0: go ahead. That's where you became Penny the Pilot, right?
1: Yes, because my background is pediatric communication. Mm. And so I knew that in order to excite students about aviation, you had to start early. So I even started in preschool. And what I did is I dressed up as this character, which is so exciting to children. You know how they love Halloween. (laughs) Totally. So to have an adult come in, and of course, it was funny because I was Dr. Penny, but to them, they had seen so many female doctors, it was like, Phew. you know, but when they found out I was Penny the pilot, they're like, oh, wow, you fly a plane. So I went in in character with a leather jacket, and I explained some of the history as well as depending on what age level they were, but then we used uh, kinetic. Energy because you know how young children have, but and so we would learn to fly and bank and we would run around the room flying and zooming so that that experience would stay with them. And then, of course, we follow it up with you know airport events, Uh, we give them you know coloring pages, and then they get stickers. So, anyway, yes, Uh, and of course, the Federal Aviation Administration is. So, um, a supporter of all kinds of education, but uh, any kind of aviation education, uh, every year there's a national aviation art contest Mm -hmm. that even uh, is recognized um, internationally. So, it's a a chance for schools to um, highlight their talent and it's free. You know, I mean, you don't have to pay to enter. Yeah, and you've that's, been recognized. That's how I became.
0: Yeah, and you've been recognized for for pre- preserving the history of aviation as well.
1: Well, we started. Well, first of all, history is my passion, as well mm-hmm. as women's and aviation history specifically. And uh, so we started the Emily Warnerfield Aviation Museum up at the Granby Airport, mm-hmm. and that's to honor another laureate of the Colorado Women's Hall of Fame. Emily Warner. She is a total sky sky star. She became America's first female airline pilot in the whole world. Well, not in the world, but in America. And so she lived here in my community of Granby. So we named the airport after her. And now we have a museum all about Charles Lindbergh flying up here because he uh, was a friend of Harry Knight. And Harry Knight had a ranch up here. So Lindbergh would fly up here with Ann Morrow, Lindbergh. Yes. And we have pictures. Yes. And then President Eisenhower was a pilot, and he would come to Fraser, and the Secret Service would use the Granby Airport. So these history, these each community has a unique aviation history, and we encourage them to promote that because heritage tourism is I mean, important because how do you know where you're going if you don't know where you've been? Exactly. And so... Anyway, yes, um, I'm definitely into aviation history as well as women's history.
0: Okay, so let's talk about women in aviation and the historical stories. There's there's a lot of really great historical stories around women in aviation, aren't there?
1: Well, you know, the thing about history, Cammie, is a lot of her story is hidden under his story. Mm. And since the very beginning of aviation, uh, women have been involved... Women designed planes, women did a number of roles that often aren't well known by the public. Interestingly, a lot of people know about Amelia Earhart because of her, the loss of her life. And she's a, you know, a legend in most people's minds. And uh, her birthday was on the 24th of July. She would have been 112 years old, but those mm-hmm. kind of anniversary dates um, bring up the point that women have to uh, be involved in aviation because the opportunity is there. And that was Amelia's whole message.
0: Right, right. Just take advantage of that. And then the um, Catherine Wright, this was a story you mentioned to me. I th- found this fascinating. She played a really significant role in the Wright brothers.
1: Very much.
0: Now, You know,
1: we're coming up on another aviation milestone, which is National Aviation Day. And that's a focus uh, set since 1939 on the role aviation plays in American economy and in science. And it is Orville Wright's birthday. But Catherine Wright made it possible for the Wright brothers all the way back in 1903 to experiment. She ran the bicycle shop. She gave some of her teacher salary to them to keep funding the experiments. She did, when they became famous, did all the PR for them. She went to Europe with them because France accepted them, and she was beloved, and she would even, there's pictures of her flying in an airplane for the French tour. So, her role in aviation shows you that her story was hidden. I bet if we ask our listeners, do you know, you know anything about Catherine Wright, they'll go, who? Right. But they know about the Wright brothers. Well let's help promote her story too, because women have a large place in America's future and present in aviation.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. And what percentage of pilots are women today? Well, this is so
1: interesting. Think about this. The airplane does not know who's flying it. They don't know the gender. (laughs) So right now, only 7% of all women pilots uh, make up the percentage. Wow. So that means 93% of all pilots are male. Wow. Well, obviously, this is this is something we are slowly changing. You know, my teaching women to fly research project was done 10 years ago, which is so amazing to me. And it was done with a grant. And we at the time had 6%. So yay, in 10 years, we've gained 1%. right? (laughs) But we found out from the research, and this is again available online, because I know that we're Under time, but it's www.teachingwomentofly.com and you will find out the top 10 reasons that are barriers, the top 10 ways to promote women in aviation, and even 101 ideas that are simple. Things like if you're already a pilot, take your magazines to the library or take them to the schools. Um, The things that schools can do in uh, aviation is make them female-friendly. When you go in, let's welcome women. Let's have pictures of women on the wall showing them, you know, solo, showing them, um, you know, in a group because we're social. There are a lot of things that schools can do to make – in fact, there's even a a movement now, which I'm so thrilled about, where it says female-friendly school. Because think about it. We navigate differently usually. For instance, you know, we say there's the bridge. We don't say, oh, it's south. So a flight instructor, male or female, can say, because you have to, you know, go by the compass when you fly, look, down there south where the bridge is, that's south. And so we can be taught how to navigate differently, but you pair when you communicate. And there's a number of other things, making it fun. You and I talked earlier in this interview. If you see yourself as a pilot, take a picture before you're actually a pilot of you in the cockpit of an airplane and paste it all over. The same if you see yourself as an aircraft mechanic. Right. Paste that. You know, the, the me I see is the me I'll be. So you have to have that visual cue. But along the way, women like uh, celebrations. So celebrate when you were able to do a good turn and not bank set 35 degrees (laughs) or whatever. You were able to change the spark plugs, whatever the goal is. For instance, it's real exciting that as far as the role of women in aviation, it doesn't just have to be pilots. And almost 30% of non-pilot jobs, according to the Federal Aviation Administration, are held by women. But we are going to have a shortage of participants in our aviation roles, so we need to encourage half the population to join in aviation. Things like mechanics, things like uh, ground dispatchers, things like flight attendants, things like uh, engineers, airport managers. You don't have to be a pilot. Aviation is wide open.
0: Right. And, and getting out and sharing your stories in the work that you're doing. One of my clients is, um, actually, uh, an aeronautic engineer. And so she's worked in built on built planes. Um, she works in the, um, the communication space of aviation now and, and is is in the, the process of starting up a company in that space. So it's really fun to help her get out and be seen and be heard telling her stories because they are inspiring and they are uplifting. Um, so anyone who is in the aerospace industry and the aviation industry as women, I encourage you to really go out and tell your stories. And I want to help tell their stories. So um, I think that's a, a beautiful way for us to, to help bring more women into it is to hear the stories that inspire. And your story is certainly so so inspiring. Can you well, you t- talk? Go ahead, on? Go ahead. You talked you talked about the books, and yes. you wanted
1: to know about inspiration. Yes, and that's where the idea of the inspirational thoughts book came, and it's really the idea of feeding your mind daily. That you know, if we miss lunch, we tell everyone in the world we were so busy we didn't eat lunch, but yet we forget to feed our mind. <laughs> so it's important that what we do with our uh, thoughts. They're positive thoughts. So what I did is basically kind of like in an editor, I took the historic record of women like Catherine Wright and Amelia Earhart and Harriet Quimby and their words, but also contemporary women as the engineer that you're helping start her business, the aerospace women who are playing major roles and we all know about the Eileen Collins of the world, but there's all kinds, uh, just with the new uh, movies coming out, the hidden stories of her right. story mm-hmm. are being told. So the book title has changed somewhat. It's coming out next year. And we decided, because we've gathered more than a 1,001 inspirational thoughts, which was our original title, uh, we decided to change it to A and Z, women of aviation and space inspire. And so I took their words of real people, and we even have pictures interspersed in the book, so that a young woman can see the, you know, because we're face people. When we're little babies, we don't usually look at objects first. Male babies normally do. They look at the uh, things in their crib, but women or female babies in early research, they focus on faces. So the people, we want to really see who these people are mm. and that they're not make-believe and it's not some story. These women achieve this and this is their advice. So it's mentoring, but the woman isn't there. So that's what that book is about. That's and fantastic. then we're going to take some of those proceeds And give it to the Grand Cat, to the Colorado Women's, um, Hall of Fame Foundation because, you know, they have a huge mentoring program and it takes money to support the luncheons, to support the networking and bring young girls in and give them scholarships to attend the summer camp, which is like a summer leadership camp. And I think you're doing that, aren't you?
0: I'm, I do. I do leadership work. I certainly do leadership work, and I um, get involved with the Colorado Women's Hall of Fame and the Women's Foundation of Colorado. So I bring my talents wherever I can in those organizations because I believe in the power of uplifting women, and I think that's so fascinating about the The fact that when the the female babies are tuning into faces and tuning into the people first, and oh, yeah, well, well we're people, people. A, people. <laughs> yeah, there's such an incredible lesson in that, to be able to to think about how we inspire women. It is through the stories. It is through the, the, the uplifting and seeing other people doing what they're doing. So I think it's fantastic. I think it's really yeah. good. So what is the legacy you hope to leave?
1: Well, as you, I think uh, my legacy, I hope, is going to be that she made a difference Yes. That, you know, writing, uh I have several leadership awards at various colleges where I graduated. Uh, a lot of these books, uh, I hope, will be a legacy. So, you know, I want to live my life so that when my fee hits the floor, you know, the devil goes, OMG, she's up again. What are we right. going to do? <laughs> and so, uh, you know, every day is a big opportunity for me. I'm just happy to get out of bed as a two-time cancer survivor, you know, so I thank God the Lord every day that he's given me another one so I can try to make a difference. I'm blessed.
0: Awesome. 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 So if one of our listeners is tuned in today thinking, gee, I'd really love to learn to fly, what would you tell them?
1: Well, the best organization would be Women in Aviation International, and it has a very easy website to approach, which is www.wai.org. And that is women in all roles in aviation, women air controllers, women parachute riggers, women in the military. Plus, they have amassed a wonderful uh, – re- anything of scholarship nature, or schools, their website is full of career opportunities. And you know, a lot of the dispatchers, there are, uh, a dispatcher is, you know, someone who's basically multitasking and moving, you know, airplanes and, and crews, and it's a very important role. Well, women are extremely good at multitasking. So those that the Federal Aviation Administration uh, helps train air controllers, and they have a school in Oklahoma City that you can attend. And uh, those kinds of fields need people just as well as pilots. There's uh, another category. You know, some people call them drones. We <clears throat> we call them remote pilots, mm-hmm. but there's a big field there. Oh, and interesting.
0: I didn't even think of that.
1: Well, think of hand-eye coordination. Right, right. You know, and and we find that even with young girls in gaming, once we get them involved, they can get into the computer programming of gaming. But it takes someone, as the women in org to show them what's out there, and then even mentoring them or letting them go to conferences or helping pay for the the education. So that's where, in a short amount of time, people should go. But they should also visit my website for, if they want to go directly into aviation, what are some of the barriers and what are some of the ways that you can overcome those. Like you said, you know, the aerospace engineer. Well, when I started out, I didn't know <clears throat> mechanical things. I didn't know lefty and loosey and righty and tidy, And because I was never in the garage with my father mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and yet we have skills <laughs> that we I didn't learn those
0: words. I did learn those with my dad: lefty loosey, righty tighty.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't. But we know things. You know, baking is science.
0: Yes. Right.
1: Cooking is science, and you know, you have to know certain things are combustible together, or certain things will, you know, the bread won't rise, and and all of that is science. And so, if we introduce that to young women, that this is science, and you can do this, right? You. Can do this, right,
0: right, and that's what you would tell people: is, is women, is, is you can do this and go go explore it, uh, what the opportunities are and that sort of thing. Um, and we, you did mention this earlier. The National Aviation Day is August nineteenth is coming up. Why is that day so important?
1: Well, I think what it does is focus. Its its on the importance of aviation, and now that we're seeing these growing shortages whether it be in the cockpit, on the flight crew, on the ground, uh, and in aerospace, because we need a strong aerospace industry at a minimum for satellites. Even if you don't want people to go to Mars, if you want some more immediate benefit of space, your cell phone isn't going to uh, be performing if we don't have current technology and all of that has to do with space technology because those satellites are up there and that's how you get the beam me down scotty is that someone had to do the engineering and the math and putting it up there and programming it
0: okay awesome so how can people learn more about you and your work what's your website
1: Oh, I have several, but my main website links to all the others. And, of course, that's www.pennyhamilton.com. Okay. And uh, that's just my name, and it links to the Teaching Women to Fly. It links to the Colorado Airport history. There are a lot of projects that, like, I, in the summer I run the Grand County Historical Association Aviation Museum uh, at the Grand County Airport, which we call the Emily Warner Field. And, uh, of course, I'm doing lots of writing projects. Uh, Love that. Everything from um, Colorado Aviation History to A to Z Inspirational Thoughts by um, um, Flight Instructors, which is very narrowly focused and I work in partnership on the aviation books with the Spirit of Flight Foundation in Erie, fabulous place. Listeners, if you're around, go to the Spirit of Flight in Erie. It's a huge aviation museum.
0: Mm, cool. Very cool. I have Up to, go, to check that out. <laughs> I'll go check that out. Well, this has been fantastic. The the final question that I always leave with is is what three pearls of wisdom would you like to leave our audience today.
1: Wow. Thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> mm, I would say enjoy the moment. That's why it's called the present because it's a gift. And that's why I love photography because it makes me focus mm. on that moment, that butterfly, that flower, that landscape. It's so tough, do dad, enjoy the tough. moment. I, you know, what did they, <laughs> what did they say about uh, smell the roses. Well, that's mm-hmm. true. Yes, I and love then, photography
0: myself, and I, I am I have always got my camera in my hand taking some photo, and it's totally put you right in that moment. So I agree with that.
1: Oh, and it's a blessing. See, I'm a two time cancer warrior, and so I know that I did not take photography. I didn't. I thought that I was going to live forever, and I now know that I have a certain amount of time and I'm going to make the most of it. I don't know how long it is, but I want to make the most of every day. So I'd say be passionate, be grateful and give back.
0: Mm, Awesome. Awesome, (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate our time together today and I appreciate all your great wisdom. And I hope some of our listeners get inspired and get out there and go take some flight lessons. And if you do, please let us know because we want to hear that this inspired you to step into that. So thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Penny, and um, we will talk to you soon. Okay, Cammy. good luck with the project. Thank you. I hope you liked this episode of Extraordinary Women Radio. If you did, please share this podcast with your own special tribe of women and help spread the love, the dreams, and the inspiration. Are you thinking about making the next bold move in your life? I invite you to take the Your Next Bold Move quiz at KamiGelner.com to find out how you can jumpstart a passionate and meaningful next chapter. You may also enjoy my book, Fire Dancer, Your Spiral Journey to a Life of Passion and Purpose, which is available on Amazon. In Fire Dancer, you will become intimately connected to your heart's calling and build the courage and resiliency to ignite your what's next. I'd love to hear from you on any of my social media channels. I'm on both Facebook and Twitter, and the links are available on my website. Till next time, my friend, listen to your heart, follow your dreams, and be you.